Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of John, chapter 14. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. And Baptist folks say, well, you know, those Calvary Chapel people, they're lifting up hands and carrying on. Pastor Rodney up there singing in the worship team, all that loud praise music. Music. You know, and they're just too charismatic, those people. And then the Baptists and then the Pentecostal people, well, they say that Calvary Chapel, you know, we're too Baptist. That we're a dead church. The services are dead. You know, ain't no shouting going on up in there. There ain't no choir. They say choir. I said choir. There's no choir. Where's the choir? They don't have a big chair. Where's the big chair? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Where my people at? Where the big chair? That's right. Where's the big chair? What's up? So, you know, we're kind of an enigma. You know, uh, one guy, you know, told me, he said, um, I'm talking about a a dead church. He was trying to explain to me that, you know, he was a worship leader and that, you know, in a very nice way, I think in a very nice way, he was trying to tell me that our worship was a little dead, he was telling me. And he said to me, he says, you know, I'm a worship leader and I just want you to know, he said, I "I will, um, I'm a worship leader. God has anointed me. He said, and I will take you to a place in worship that you have never been before. He said, I went, I'm not so sure I want to go there. <laughs> I said, man, what are you talking about? I'm from Philly. We don't go places we've never been before. We send somebody to go find out what's going on, come back and tell us. You're going to take me to a place I've never been before. I don't want to go. Because he felt that, you know, we were a dead church, you know. People have said, you know, where is Calvary Chapel? I call ourselves, what I, what I call Calvary Chapel, I call us Bapticostals. You ought to write that down. We're Bapticostals because we believe in the moving of the Spirit of God. Somebody say amen. And we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, and we believe that we are dependent on the Holy Spirit. Are you listening? And without him, we can do nothing. We believe the gifts should be operating in the church today, but we don't worship the gifts. We worship the gift giver. We worship the gift giver. I think one word summarizes Calvary Chapel, Carrie. What's that, Pastor? Balance. Balance. Somebody once said, all word and no spirit and you'll dry up. All spirit and no word and you'll blow up. We need a balance of both and you'll grow up. We need a balance of both. We need a balance of the Spirit of God, and we need the Holy Spirit to move and operate in the church and in our daily lives. 
And in our text, look at it. Jesus said, I will pray the Father. Are you looking at him? Pardon me. I will pray the Father, verse 16, and he'll give you another helper. In the Greek language, listen, there are two Greek words for another. Saints, you, this is Christianity 101. You got to know this. There are two Greek words for another. One is hetros, H-E-T-E-R-O-S, hetros, which means another of a different kind, hetros. And the other is alos, A-L-L-O-S, which means another of the same kind, class, and caliber, especially as it relates to divinity and personality. Hetros, another of a different kind. Alos, another of the same kind. For example, if I were out, if I wear out my Bible and I need another one, I would order another new King James Nelson Publisher leather burgundy colored Bible. Amen. That's what I use. I would order a Bible identical to the one that I wore out. Well, that would be another of the same kind. Alos, are you getting me? But if I went to the bookstore and I ordered an NIV Bible, that would be another of a different kind. When Jesus said another helper, he says, I'm sending you another of the same kind, alos. In other words, Jesus had been their helper, their teacher, their comforter. Jesus had been there to pray with them and heal them and help them and taught them and provided for them. And Jesus says, I was with you. Now I'm sending the Holy Spirit and everything I was to you, the Holy Spirit will be to you. He will be a helper of the same kind. Did you get that? So Jesus says, this helper will come and he's the exact essence of myself. He will be a perfect substitute for the familiar presence of Jesus because he's the same. And this brought great comfort and encouragement to their troubled hearts. And then Jesus puts the icing on the cake. What do you mean, pastor? Look at verse 16 again. He said that you may abide, that he may abide with you for a short period of time. Forever. That's icing on the cake, y'all. Now, in the Greek language, listen, I'm not trying to bore you with Greek. I'm trying to help you. In the Greek language, the word forever means forever. Write it down. Thank you. The word forever means forever. You got it. Jesus is saying the Holy Spirit will be with you forever. Then there are a lot of people who think that the Holy Spirit comes and goes, don't they? So one day when you... You got him, and the next day you don't. One day when you're being a good boy, you got him. And the next day when you're not being so good, he leaves. Some folks think the Holy Spirit is making a list and checking it twice and trying to find out if you're naughty or nice. Listen, that's not the Holy Spirit. That's Santa Claus. Okay, the Holy Spirit will come and be with you forever. Once the Holy Spirit comes, he's there to stay. He abides forever. Notice Jesus calls him the spirit of truth. Why? Because in John chapter 16, right about verse, um, yeah, verse 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he's got you in all truth. That's why Jesus calls him the spirit of truth. He's not only 
the essence of truth, he is truth because he's God. Now, some scholars have said there are as many as 126 names and titles for the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of glory, God. Acts 5, 3, 4 calls the Holy Spirit God, the Spirit of revelation, the Spirit of the Son, the Spirit of God, Genesis 1, 2, the Eternal Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord, Isaiah eleven two, the Spirit of Wisdom, Isaiah eleven two, the Spirit of Counsel, Isaiah eleven two, the Spirit of Might, you guessed it, Isaiah eleven two, the Spirit of Understanding, Isaiah eleven two, the Spirit of Knowledge, Isaiah eleven two, Breath of the Almighty, Job thirty three four, Free Spirit, I like that. Free spirit. David sinned with Bathsheba. And he said, Lord, uphold me with thy free spirit. Psalm 51, 12. And of course, the Holy Spirit. Just to name a few. The King Jimmy calls the spirit the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. I think that's an unfortunate translation. Because some people believe the spirit of God is like a floating fog. Like a ghost. Like people have thought the Holy Spirit was like Casper the Friendly Ghost. I don't know why King James translates it Holy Ghost. For generations they have. The Holy Spirit is a third person of the Godhead bodily. The Holy Spirit, are you listening? Is as much person as Jesus was person. Jesus said, I'm going to send you one exactly like myself. Look at verse 17. Jesus said, the comforter, the Holy Spirit will abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. Somebody read the rest with me. But you know him for he dwells with you and shall be in you. Now listen, after our teaching in John, Look at me. I've been praying about this for months, and I really feel like this is the direction we should go as a church. After our teaching in John, we're going to take a break from our verse-by-verse study of a book in the New Testament, and we're going to do an in-depth study on the Holy Spirit. And good. I'm glad you're excited about that. I'm glad you're excited about that. So am I. I think, you know, when I did that conference um, just a couple of months ago, whatever, um, ever since then, I've just been real stirred up about this topic of the Holy Spirit because I think that, as I mentioned, it is a very controversial topic. I think um, there's a lot of misunderstanding, and I also think that's very unfortunate because the Bible is very, very clear about the person and the power and the work of the Holy Spirit. And there's nothing to be confused about. There's nothing to be divided about. There's nothing to be up in arms about. The Bible's very, very clear about that. So I thought we would kind of, over the next several, I don't know how many weeks it's going to take us, put the cookies on the shelf where the kids can get them, and let's talk about what the Bible has to say about the Holy Spirit. We'll do that when we are done uh, with uh, the Gospel of John in 2017. Um, Look at verse 17. And I had you underlined. The Spirit will be with you and shall be, what saints? In you. The Spirit is with you and shall be in you. Again, we're going to talk about that because that is critical for you to understand as it relates to uh, the working of the Holy Spirit. Y'all getting anything out of this? Verse 17. 
Jesus says, in whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. In other words, don't expect the world to know the Holy Spirit when he comes any more than they knew Jesus when he came. Because the natural man, the unsaved man, has no spiritual organ of perception. The natural man or the unsaved man has no spiritual organ of perception. He can't get it. He can't. There's some things that are just, they can get for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have every last night. They can get that. But let me tell you something. I'm getting ahead of myself, like weeks, months ahead of myself. But listen. But even for them to get that one truth, the Holy Spirit has to come alongside them and open up their eyes to even see that one truth. He shall be with you and shall be in you. We'll talk about that. Getting way ahead of myself. The natural man. The unsaved man has no spiritual organ of perception. The Bible talks about three different kinds of men. Got a pen? The Bible talks about the natural man, the carnal man, and the spiritual man. The natural man, the carnal man, and the spiritual man. The natural man is dead. The carnal man is defiled. The spiritual man is discerning. The natural man has no capacity or propensity for understanding spiritual truth. The carnal man has a propensity for misunderstanding spiritual truth. And the spiritual man has the ability and the Holy Spirit to understand spiritual truth. The natural man, the carnal man, the spiritual man. Paul says it like this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse 12 through 14. Now we have received not the spirit of this world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things implied. But the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God, for they are what saints? Foolishness to him. Nor can he know them. Why? Because they are spiritually discerned. The natural man has no way to see the working and the power of the Holy Spirit any more than the Jews had the perception to see and know who Jesus was. I think of Matthew chapter 12. They brought a man to Jesus who was blind, deaf, and mute. And Jesus healed the man and the man could speak, hear, and see. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said, Jesus is casting out demons by Beelzebub. And Jesus said, a kingdom against itself cannot stand. If Satan is is divided against Satan, how can his kingdom stand? And the Pharisees, you know, were academic and astute and theological. And after studying his ministry, the Jews drew a conclusion that Jesus was doing his miracles by the power of the devil. And they concluded that Jesus was from hell. And they were 180 degrees wrong, weren't they? It was the opposite. Give an unsaved man all the facts and all the right information And every time, he will draw the wrong conclusion. Why? Real simple. The natural man can't understand the Holy Spirit's work because he doesn't have the Spirit of God. And you got to wonder why Jesus throws in this statement that the Holy Spirit, at least I did when I was studying, why did Jesus throw in this statement the Holy Spirit, whom the world cannot receive, it doesn't see him or know him? Why would Jesus say that? 
Well, I think it's because Jesus wants to cool their jets. What do you mean, Pastor? Well, remember, Jesus is saying you guys are going to have power. He says, whatever you ask, it's going to be given to you. Great things are going to come your way. You're going to do great things. And anything you ask, Jesus says, is going to happen. You're going to have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the comforter. And maybe, stay with me, maybe, just maybe, the disciples are getting excited. They're thinking, man, anything we ask, we're going to get it, and Jesus is going to hear us, and, 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 and we'll have the Holy Spirit, the helper with us. And maybe they're getting excited. Maybe they're getting turned up. Maybe they're getting all excited about what Jesus has given them. And maybe they're thinking, listen, Jesus, you said you were going. Go ahead and get gone. We're ready to get on with all this stuff. We're excited. We're going to get all this stuff and get a taste. Of, people can get a taste of all this cool stuff. Awesome. And I believe Jesus said the natural man doesn't understand because Jesus is tempering their enthusiasm. Jesus wants them to understand you're going out in the power, but the world won't receive the spirit. Jesus says, you guys don't expect the world to accept this. This is going to be great, but the world won't accept it. The natural man won't see it. You're going to do great things, but Satan's going to try you every step of the way. How many of you know, whenever you seek, listen, whenever you seek to do something for God, Satan always tries to get in the way, always throws a roadblock. Am I right about it? Anything. You need to clap your hands. I know I'm right about that. He always seeks to throw a roadblock. Anything, anything. Going to church. How many times have you been going to church and, 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 and Satan tries to throw a roadblock or uh, all of a sudden the car won't start? You just bought that car yesterday. Well, the car won't start and you're on your way to church and the kids start acting up in the back seat and you got to pull over, jump in the back and beat them. Hey, Amen. Jump in the back. Just get in the back seat with him. I say get back there with him. Don't reach back because you might hurt your hand. Throw your shoulder out. Don't, don't, don't reach back. You might hurt. I say pull over. Get out the car. Get in the back seat with them and just boom, 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 boom. What did I tell you? Shut your mouth. That's what I say, dude. Because that's Satan. I'm working here, people. That's the devil. Let's get back there and be because Satan's trying to stop you. Talking about kids, I saw the other day, I'm in the store, this one kid, I was in Harris Teeter or something, this one kid, I think he wanted the Fruit Loops or he wanted uh, 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 the Tony the Tiger. The frosted flakes. Yeah, he wanted something. I wanted something or whatever. And the mom's like, no, no, no. And, and uh, the kid just lost his mind. Just fell out. Kid just fell out right there. Fell out. And the mother, these new moms, I don't understand y'all, okay? I do not understand y'all. These new moms, oh, okay now, Johnny. Okay, because you know every bad kid in the supermarket name is Johnny, right? And uh, so, okay, Johnny, now, when we get home, you're going to get a time out, young man. Y'all know, y'all know, I told y'all a thousand times, my mother didn't do time out. She did knock out. 
My mother did knock out. You want to fall out? And look, she wasn't one that, well, he embarrassed me in the store, but I'm not going to go there and embarrass myself. And You embarrass Gertrude in Harris Teeter? Gertrude will embarrass you in Harris Teeter. Okay? Yes, she will. You know my mother, don't you? Yes, she will. She'll take off that wig and get going. Oh, oh. 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 My mother, you want some of this? My mother, she wasn't like, oh, well, Johnny, we're going to get you when we get home. My mother say, look, I'm going to get you right now before I cool off. Where my parents at? I'm going to get you now because I don't want to cool off. I want to go off. Right now. I don't want to because by the time I get home, I might be in a better mood and We'll be loving each other, and I just let you get away, and I let your psyche do whatever it was going. I want to hurt your psyche. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, uh, Satan tries to get in the way, even tonight. Listen, you try to come to ice cream, Satan will try to get away because it's fellowship. Anything, I mean, my point is anything that you seek to do for God, and you want to get in the house of God, you're trying to go to prayer meeting, or you're just trying to go to Bible study, or you're trying to go to church, or you're trying to get there on Sunday morning, or you're trying to get the fellowship on, on Sunday night. Satan will seek that, and that's why you, you got to really, really purpose in your heart that I'm going to get to where God is, and it doesn't matter. Whatever roadblocks I got to get over, I'm just going to have to get over them, but I got to get to where God is. Right? Right? And think about this. The last thing, very interesting, that Jesus said to his disciples is in John chapter 16, verse 33. That's right. John 16, he said, in this world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Because what? I've overcome the world. Jesus wants them balanced. That's the point. Great things, but no wholesale worldwide acceptance. That's Jesus' point. Listen. Talking about points, we got to one point. <laughs> Next week, we'll get probably one more. <laughs> Amen. I tried. We'll talk a little bit more about Alos. Did y'all write that down? You're going to hear me say this over and over and over and over again. And even as we get into our study in the Holy Spirit, we're going to talk about the heteros versus the alos. Jesus says, I'm not going to leave you orphans or fanos. He says, I'm not going to leave you hopeless and helpless and undefended without someone to care for you. He says, I know you're troubled about someone not caring for you, but I'm not leaving you alone. I'm requesting the Father to send you another of the exact same kind. Class and caliber. What Jesus was to the disciples, so the Holy Spirit will come and be to the disciples. And not only to the disciples, I'm coming in for a landing, listen. Not only to the disciples, but he will also be to us. And he will lead us and teach us and guide us. But we must learn to depend on the Holy Spirit and stop trying to work it out yourself 
and look to God and ask God to help you. If you ask him to help you, he'll help you. He did me. And he'll help you. But you've got to ask me to lean on him. That's what I'm doing every day. I don't pretend. You know. You know. If you know me, you know. I don't pretend to know what I'm doing. I don't pretend to be some professional clergyman in the pulpit. I don't pretend to be some studied and learned individual that went to seminary and I've studied homiletics and and, uh, eschatology and all of these other kind of things. I don't pretend to know those things. I don't. I ask God to teach me. And God has been faithful to teach me. And anything I know, I know because he taught me. I didn't go to school to learn it. He taught me. And he'll, and he'll teach you too, all right? You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.